Hi guys, welcome to Under the Influence Podcast. I am your host, Whitney Eckes, and I am super pumped today and kind of fangirling because this amazing woman is coming on the show. She was a Forbes 30 Under 30 finalist, and she is the founder and creator of the brand Frenchie Bulldog. If you don't know what Frenchie Bulldog is, it's an amazing brand that basically creates products just for Frenchie Bulldogs. They create reversible harnesses. They do leashes, accessories, basically everything you could ever want and need to spoil your amazing bulldog. So go check her out. I'm super excited. We're going to get right into it, but this episode's really, really fun. You know, she actually dives into a really cool couple of really cool concepts on how she is able to really stir up her creativity and the different things that keep her passionate about the brand. So I'm very excited to have her on and yeah, let's welcome Bridget to the show. Under the Influence Podcast is all about bringing together brands, influencers, thought leaders, and communities to inspire and empower a positive impact. Each week, I will dive into the power of influence over the ever-changing, trend-chasing, and slightly obsessed entrepreneurial and influencer community. We talk insider tips, tricks, the latest buzz, and even our top not-so-secret happy hour cocktails. My name is Whitney Eckes. I'm the owner and founder of Eckes Marketing and the Influence Movement, and we are about to get under the influence. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today I'm here with Bridget Levine. She is the founder of Frenchie. Basically the cutest dog harnesses, collars, accessories that primarily are suited for Frenchies, but can actually be used for all kinds of doggies. So welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you for having me. Of course. So Bridget, I want to kind of just dive right on in. I mean, I've seen your stuff all over Instagram. I feel like anyone that has a Frenchie is, you know, they're rocking the reversible harnesses. They're rocking the cute leashes. But I want to talk about how you even came up with this idea and how you got started. Yeah. So I was actually living at home in Montana, finishing my biology degree, which I obviously don't use. (laughs) Kind of like searching for something to really like pour my heart into And my sister came home for Christmas that year with her new baby puppy. And it was a French bulldog. I immediately like fell in love with this dog. So cute. And that's when I knew that I wanted to start a brand around this breed. So it's kind of like where it started. Um, And I learned a lot that um, week with my sister. She taught me like everything she knew about French bulldogs and, um, she also told me that there was no harnesses that fit them. So I like started doing some research and everything in the market was super generic and like none of it fit French bulldogs or other like, um, kind of barrel chested dogs. Mm-hmm. So I decided to create something that fit those breeds, like French bulldogs, pugs, wiener dogs, um, but also incorporated um, fashionable prints. Cause I've always loved fashion and have been super creative all my life. So I wanted to incorporate both things into a brand around this adorable dog. My parents were like, 
very old fashioned. They always like kind of encouraged me to choose a career that was, you know, do you want to be a starving artist or do you want to like eat? So I was like, okay, I guess I'll eat. So that's why I chose biology (laughs) at first. And then like, I realized like, I can't like keep putting my like dreams and like passion on the back burner. I couldn't do it anymore. So that's when I decided to go this route. Absolutely. And I, I mean, it's, it, you can just tell though, it's you, I feel like you're, pro, you know, the Frenchie, the brand, the products come from such like a place of like love that, mm-hmm. I mean, your designs are so cute, even right down to the fact that you include, you know, the Frenchie bulldog head and logo into some of the harnesses and patterns. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really cool and really special. So tell us a little bit about you know, you, you got this amazing French bulldog, you completely fell in love. You started researching the breed. What kind of led that, what led you to making this like a full-time gig? So I, I was kind of at a, I mean, a good place in my life to do that because I'd gone through like kind of a rough breakup and I was like finishing this degree that like, obviously I didn't want to use. I was just finishing it to like, you know, make my grandpa happy. So I, I kind of had like nothing to lose at that point. And my personality is very like all or nothing. So I just like, that's all I did all day long. Like I just dedicated my life. I think it was like the first two years. I like barely left the house. Like I was just living and part of the time I was like living in this basement, just like constantly on Instagram, like engaging and like trying to like build like a following Well, that's awesome. And then, so from there, you kind of just decided, you know, like you wanted to really build this out. And how did you, like, tell us a little bit about the business end. I kind of want to dive into a couple entrepreneur questions with you, but, you know, tell us a little bit about, you know, how you went from just kind of making one or two harnesses to, you know, really scaling this up to be this amazing, well-known household name. It was purely off of social media. So this is before like you had to really like pay for ads. I mean, (laughs) I basically built the whole business for free when it was free, just direct messaging people. Um, I gave a lot of free product out, just like building a community and then focusing the brand around that community and like getting other people excited and like passionate about the brand just kind of like spread to other people. And I, I think yeah. that's still how it like continues to grow, which is really cool. Abs- yeah. And like I said, I kind of mentioned to you earlier on the call, but I found you through a local San Diego influencer mm-hmm. that also has a Frenchie, which is Erica Stallman from Fashion Lush. I, I had kind of shared the story with you, but I had, I have a golden retriever and a Frenchie at home. I, I remember trying to fit my Frenchie with a couple di- different harnesses and, you, and you're totally right. They don't really fit. They don't really fit the bulldog's body and shape. And so I kind of found out fr- like about you and about these amazing products through Erica, which was awesome. So I love that you kind of totally tapped into social media to kind of grow and get knowledge out about your product. Yeah. I mean, I had no, like I said, I didn't have any like background in any of like anything that I was doing, even social media. Like I didn't even have, I think I had an Instagram account, but I had no idea how to use it. So all of this, I was like, just like learning as I went. Wow. That's pretty impressive, especially for somebody that's cultivated such a following. 
Thank you. Yeah, of course. So what is like the major passion behind your business? Like what keeps you doing this and keeps you excited about, you know, launching new patterns and new designs and new things? I think the, the, like the biggest thing is that we are able to give back to so many different causes and charities and rescues that really excites me. It's something like I've always wanted to do since the very beginning. And now that we're like able to do that, that is probably the most exciting thing. Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah. What can you tell us a little bit about that? What led you to wanting to kind of give back to the community and help out with these charities? Just like the love for dogs and animals really you know, you, you are so like as a dog owner, a pet owner, you're so obsessed with your pet and your dog and you treat them like family. So when you see like other dogs that like need help or that are being treated right, or that, you know, need, need money for like medical, medical bills and stuff like that, just like, it's like just an instinct to want to help and want to like make, make someone else happy and make something right. So each, yeah. So each month we do, um, we choose a new organization, charity or rescue that we donate portion of our proceeds to, and then we promote them on our social media, do like an email that basically like promotes them and tells their story. Yeah. And then we also do like, um, seasonal things. Like we always have a, um, um, like a breast cancer awareness bandana where we donate all of the proceeds to, um, a specific foundation in that and just kind of stuff like that. That's so cool. And I, I love, yeah, you do do kind of campaigns around that. I know that you also did, I, didn't you do a campaign around pride? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was so yeah. cool. I, I loved that one. It was so cute. And the dogs, like <laughs> literally like the, the leashes were all rainbow and it was so cool. And I, I love that you're not only, you know, creating this awesome brand and these awesome, really cool dog harnesses and accessories, but that you're also giving back to your community. I feel like that's so huge. Yeah, for sure. It's the, that's the best part for sure. So who was like a big person of influence that really helped you like create this brand? Like where did, was there somebody like you had that was like a mentor or someone that you looked up to where kind of it inspired you to go ahead and launch this business? Yeah. So I think probably the most influential person would be my sister. She's the one that had the first French bulldog that I ever met. And she, you know, was the one that was like, you need to do this. And she's always told me to do something in fashion, like my whole life. And I was like, just kind of scared, I guess. She's always been there to support me and like root me on. And so her, and then probably just the community or like the Instagram community, because that's who, you know, I spent so much time talking to each, you know, person that I'm still like friends with today, but kind of like our influencer team, which we call Frenchies. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. But like those, those people are, were very influential and supported me and, you know, told me what they didn't like, what they did like, you know, any, any ideas that they had. And yeah. 
That's so cool. So where to, like, I mean, where do you, where does all of your inspiration come from for all these patterns? I, I noticed there was like, there's like the pizza one. There's like the super cute tie dye one. I mean, are you just kind of like getting creative with all these different designs or is there like a creative process behind anything? Yeah, it's funny. A lot of people ask me that. It just, you have to be in a certain mindset. You can't just like force yourself to create things, which I think makes our stuff so unique is because I like, I, I do have kind of like rituals or routines that I do to like get myself in the creative mode. It's like all about like, you know, being healthy and like clear, clear minded and present. So like yoga for me is like life changing. I come up with like some of like our best ideas when I'm in is it Savasana <laughs> like the yes. one where you're like yes. supposed to be like almost sleeping <laughs> really like relaxing part of yoga at the very end. Um, I always get a lot of really great ideas when I'm in that kind of mindset. Also, what else do I do? Obviously eating healthy, drinking enough water. Um, Oh, I also do, um, I, we have like a trampoline at our house and that's great for, um, so funny. I can go on about this stuff. Um, no, I'm actually like, I'm super (laughs) curious because like, you know, when you talk to like a designer, you really, I mean, we could go about this one or two ways, right? Right. Like we could talk about like the entrepreneurial side of the business, but it, you, you sound like such a creative that I am curious at how you come up with all these different patterns, because it also seems like when you launch these new products, it's like in the height of like very trendy situations. Yeah. So I, I tell me about the trampoline. How do you get the juices flowing? <laughs> so yeah, like the trampoline, I got it for my husband for his birthday one year. And after going to Tony Robbins, cause you, we went there together and you do all these like jumping exercises, which is so good for like, I mean, there's so many health benefits to it, but for me, it kind of puts me in a state where I'm like, excited and like determined, creative, like all the best feelings and like the best mindset to create and, you know, get to work basically. That's so cool. So you just go on the trampoline with your dog, Leo, and just have a great time. (laughs) Yeah. The trampoline, you have to like lift your arms while you're jumping. And then I also say like scream. Yes. Like probably five times. (laughs) (laughs) I have the most perfect visual in my head right now. I love it. I think that's so great. That's so great. So tell us a little bit too. I mean, I want to also talk about Leo because I know that when I was doing my research, you said that the Frenchie head and logo was actually inspired by another Frenchie named Olive. Mm -hmm. Olive was my first dog, my first French bulldog. Olive was your first French bulldog Mm -hmm. and then came Leo. And then came Leo. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So how long have you had Leo? Leo I have had since he was a puppy and he will be for September 27th. Oh, that's how old my Frenchie is. He's going to be five. Well, he'll be five next week, but he's four right now. Oh my God, your, your Frenchie is so freaking cute. I can't wait to meet him. He's, you know, it's funny. Maybe I should ask you this, but I feel like he is so large. Like he's like, like 45 pounds. That is big. He's a big boy. Yeah. And 
I'm okay with it because I obviously have the golden retriever, which is like 80, 90 pounds. Mm -hmm. But like every time he sees another Frenchie, it's like he's not even part of the Frenchie breed. He's just so massive. Like (laughs) He's his own breed. (laughs) I think he is. Like I wanted to ask him, like, is my Frenchie okay? Like is he like bred with something else? Because he is literally – because most Frenchies aren't – they're not usually that big, right? That isn't like the – like a typical weight, but, um, I do know of a lot of Frenchies that are really big, like Frank, the funny Frenchie. I think he's like 45 pounds. There's this other dog, Oh Romeo, who is literally like a mini teddy bear. He's like the big, the the biggest French bulldog I've ever seen in my life. I don't know how much he weighs, but he's huge. (laughs) Yeah. That is crazy. So the actual Frenchie breed can, I guess, range. Yeah. pretty far. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's crazy. So tell me, I mean, I think too, one of the things I wanted to kind of chat about that I, maybe a lot of even like dog owners didn't know, because I feel like I grew up with dogs my entire life. Mm-hmm. We, but we, I mean, we had labs, we had a lot of kind of rescue dogs, but Frenchies, I feel like are a very unique breed and that you almost need to be very educated when you adopt a Frenchie. For sure. Right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like one of the things that I noticed and actually shout out again to Erica Stolman, but she kind of coached me through it because I had no idea about their skin allergies. I had no idea about their eating habits. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. Or just, oh, it was like, it was a lifestyle changer. I mean, I love Berkeley with my entire heart and I would never do anything differently, but it was, it was so it wasn't just like going out and adopting a dog. Like it right. was like a whole kind of lifestyle change. Like I, I don't want to like say this cause I don't have any kids. I don't know if you do, but it feels like what it would feel like to have like a newborn. <laughs> like- it's exactly that. No, you're totally right. It really is. Yeah. Like, it, it, like I remember we dealt with like separation anxiety. Mm-hmm. We dealt with like he got to a point where he started like licking his paws too much because he was mm-hmm. nervous. Yeah. It's it's a whole I mean, and then so that tell spreads. Us, it's like, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, and then that turns into a skin allergy itself. But tell us, I mean, yeah, what is it like being a Frenchie owner for maybe those that don't understand? It's definitely a lot to take on and you have to like, I don't really know if there's a way to prepare, but you just have to expect, like, they're going to get into stuff. Like, you're going to basically, like, live at your vet. Like, Leo's at the vet all the time. <laughs> like, first name basis with the vets. Uh, my number one tip for new Frenchie owners, like, even before you get your French Bulldog, get pet insurance because mm. it will save you. And most people are like, oh, like, no, like nothing's going to happen. Like he's healthy. Like everything happens, you know, especially to Frenchies. Oh yeah, (laughs) exactly. Like pet insurance was like made for French bulldogs. (laughs) You know, it's really funny that you said that because yeah, it, it, I, 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 again, I didn't have it for the golden retriever. And then going into this, I was like, okay, we are literally here all the time. Like to the point where my dog doesn't like, I mean, Berkeley doesn't like his nails clipped. So we have to go to the vet for nail clippings. Mm-hmm. So it, it is, yeah, but it's, it's totally like having a newborn. It's totally like having a baby. And I think too, that also goes to say that that's probably why Frenchie owners have such a love 
for their dogs and such an <laughs> obsession. For sure. Yeah. yeah right? Because it's like we, we – it's such a lifestyle having one of these dogs. And I think too – there's like a misconception because they're so popular like on Instagram right now and they're a very, very like hot, trendy breed. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they really do require special care and attention and love. Yeah. And like they're not for everybody. Right. And money too. Like a lot of people that get French Bulldogs think it's like, okay, this is the only expense is like buying this dog. But the expense, like that's nothing compared to everything, you know, the vet, everything that you're going to have to pay for, like after you get the dog, you know, you have to be prepared for like those, also those costs too. So let's dive in to kind of social media. Cause I, I love obviously hearing that you kind of developed your brand through social media and through social media and even through this influencer marketing. I, I you know, I want to kind of talk with you a little bit about your strategy and how you learned, you know, what worked and what didn't. Because I think for a lot of people listening right now, a lot of them are female entrepreneurs that are wanting, you know, to take their side hustle full time or wanting Mm -hmm. to take their passion and make it into a business. But how, you know, what were some great ways that you were able to grow your business through social media? I mean, it's, it's basically like a platform that, you know, someone posts a photo wearing your product or like giving you a shout out that, you know, that's going to spread. And like, so many people are going to see that post. So I think really getting your product or service in the hands of like influential people or dogs, that that's huge. Like influencer marketing or like, that's what I started doing before that was even like a thing. I just had like this team of Frenchies and, you know, people that, really love our brand and are passionate about it, obsessed with it. And so it's like, like come so easily for them to promote it and get excited about it. Those, you want those people to be, you know, wearing your product or posting your product or service. That's super important. Like not necessarily how many followers, but how influential and how passionate they are about your specific brand. Yeah. You know, I was talking with somebody And she was kind of talking about the fact that, you know, when they did do influencer marketing, you know, they didn't necessarily just go, like you said, after the followers, right? They really went to people that celebrated the product. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so key when you're building your business, right? Is to find kind of like your tribe. For sure. Yeah. And to celebrate those people that really, truly love your product and not only are endorsing it, but are actually like actively incorporating it into their lifestyle. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I love that. And if you, I mean, if, what were some things that you felt like worked really well for social media? You know, were you, was it, you know, getting them to comment or was it reposting their photos? Like what were some like big wins that you felt like you saw? Seeing other people post in our product is really valuable to us. But also, I mean, this is like, I mean, I I still do this now, but just like, you know, I'm always searching for people to give to. So Mm -hmm. like reaching out and asking if I can like send product to someone that's, that's helped a lot too. And not necessarily asking for anything return because I mean, I 
like, I know this is a business, but like some of the, some of the ways that I do things, I don't know if they're correct or whatever, but I, I like to give to give and not like expect, okay, I'm going to get this out of it. Like if something happens out of it, great. If not great, like, you know, I probably made someone happy by giving them some new like dog swag or so that's kind of the way I like to go about it. I think I love that. I think that's amazing. So from, do you have any like business tips for anybody that maybe is wanting to start their own brand or kind of take their passion project full time? I feel like you can't really, I mean, it's different for every person, right? But for me, I couldn't be like halfway. Like when I first started, I, I was finishing school. So I didn't really like ramp things up until I was like not doing anything, but so I I think, and I think I was working like at a bar to part-time, but it wasn't until like I decided, okay, I'm going to quit this like bartending job and Mm -hmm. like live off credit cards. (laughs) And (laughs) I I mean, I didn't pick a, take a paycheck for so many years. Um, but just like going full time, like if you can find a way to go full time, like you'll find a way to make it work. You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And what do you feel like you had like a, like a tipping point or like a moment where you're like, okay, now it's time to take Frenchie full time. And like, now it's time for me to like really go after it, like head first. I think I was, I was like still working at this bar. I wasn't making any money there. So it was like pointless for me to be there anyways. But I, it was like, I don't know, 1am and I was like hiding in the corner, like trying to post on Instagram, you know, so the, so my boss wouldn't see me. And like, I always like get caught for having my phone out. And like, it was that, I remember it was like one night when it was like late and I was like, what am I doing here? Like, I just need to go home and like focus on this. I hated not being able to focus for like, you know, to divide my attention to things that like, didn't really matter. Like this bartending job or whatever. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's like such a, that's a, such a good story of like how to determine like whether or not it's like the right time. Right. Like you Mm -hmm. said that you didn't take a paycheck, you know, you really kind of, you felt so passionately about your product and your business that you're like, look, like I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to just go for it. And I'm going to set my intentions and my focus toward this brain. So tell if any, for anybody out there, you know, one of the things that we kind of talk a lot about on this podcast is really discussing, you know, what, what influence means and what ways brands can really be a better influence upon their community. And I know you've already kind of touched on the fact that you give back to the community and you do these amazing collaborations, but what ways do you think businesses could be a better influence upon their audience, whether that's social media or just in sales? I think being obviously your unique self, not trying to be anyone else because there's already one of those people out there. So just being yourself and like being confident in that and like always trying to be in touch with your, your deepest best self, because you know, when you're there, it's usually like you're in like a love state. So you're going to like give out love versus you know, any other type of emotion or something that you're, you're portraying, but, um, 
I mean, I, I always think there can always be more love. <laughs> I love that. I feel like you're so like very in tune to like being intentional and really, you know, I don't know, like you said, kind of being your best self and putting your best, your best foot forward out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and move into some rapid fire. This is one of my cool. favorite parts of the episode. <laughs> So it's just a couple really fun, quick questions. Kind of will break the ice a little bit. It's great. So what is your favorite Instagram to stalk? Um, it should be a dog account. <laughs> if, okay. If I'm saying dog accounts, I would say, ooh, I'm going to say three. I can just say one. One, I'm biased because my French bulldog is really cute. It's Frenchy Leo. <laughs> and um, the two other ones, I would say... Um, Caesar underscore Frenchie. He, he's one of our, um, Frenchie influencers. So freaking cute. Um, and then another one that like have another one that's been like Frenchie's whereas for like ever, um, is three bulldoggies. And they, the woman that runs this account is so hilarious. Like her last post just set, like has a photo of this like chubby Frenchie in a bathing suit. And the caption is, I'm not fat and I'm not thin either. I'm at the point where you can definitely tell like that I like chocolate cake. (laughs) (laughs) She's so, she's so witty. So that's another good one for a good laugh. Oh my gosh. I think dog accounts are just the best accounts. Like they just make you smile. I know I Mm -hmm. have, I have this one. This, it's it's not a dog. It's a donkey. But his Ooh. name, yes, his name is Burrito. And he lives out in Mexico. And this, they literally, it's like, he like lives in like this really cool, like, I guess it's like a hotel, like bar and restaurant called Acre out in Cabo. Okay. And oh, I've been there. Yes. And they have a baby, well, he's not a baby anymore, but he ha- they have a donkey named Burrito. And they literally just like talk about burrito and take videos of him. And it is the sweetest, cutest thing to follow. Oh my God. I need to follow that one. (laughs) That's hilarious. I love that. So it's like the same thing, right? It's like the little like dog animal accounts that just kind of like are like a breath of fresh air when it comes to social media. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love it. Okay. So tell us if you have a self-love or wellness practice that you have like a, that you do every day. Yeah. So I do another like Tony Robbins thing that I, I try to do every day is this like kind of like a med, like an active meditation. It's called priming. It's like a med, like an active meditation. So you're going through these steps. Like there's like a breathing step and then there's like a gratitude step um, like a healing step and then, um, like a visualization step. And then the last, so you're kind of like visualizing your goals and your dreams, which totally works like 1000%. I actually did this like visualization thing where my now husband proposed to me and almost every single detail happened the way I like envisioned it. Oh my gosh. That is so cool. Yeah. And then at the end, it's like the celebration that you like reached these, you know, you celebrate like it already happened. That's when you do like the jumping or the trampoline thing. (laughs) I I need a trampoline in my house after this. Yeah. (laughs) That's so cool. Well, I think that's, 
I feel like that's a really good one. And I like that you said like to kind of like put it out there like it's already happened, right? Like that's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I mean, it totally works too. Oh, that's so cool. Okay. What about your go-to cocktail or mocktail? I love um, 1942 tequila, Don Julio. That's good. Just like that straight. Or um, what are those? I always forget the name of this drink. The Italian one with like the, it's like red with an orange. Aperol Spritz. Yes. Yeah. So good. So, so good. I love 1942 too. I'm a tequila girl. I love it. So that one's right up my alley. Yes. Yeah. What about your, like, do you have any like favorite awful reality TV shows or like your guilty pleasure TV show that you love? Um, my God, bachelor. (laughs) (laughs) My husband got me into this. Like I never watched it before I met him. And now we're like, we're avid, like psycho watchers. We know everything about the show. Like (laughs) it's crazy. It's bad TV, but it's good. It's like, you know, it's like one of those things where you just can't look away and then you get involved and then you get invested and you're totally into it. My God. Totally. Yeah. (laughs) Um, he just, I mean, he would just always watch it every Monday night. I think that's the night the bachelor's on and I would go over to his house and we would watch it. And I was like, why? Like, are you watching this? He doesn't, he's amazing. He doesn't watch any sports. Like I don't like watching sports and he doesn't watch any sports. I'm like, he watches the bachelor and the Kardashians. I'm like, how did I luck out like this? <laughs> Wait, that is so great. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Talk mm-hmm. about couple goals. That's like, right yeah. Alley. Yeah. That's so awesome. sure. What about any podcasts? Are you listening to any podcasts right now? My, I, I mean, I, I went through a phase where I w- listened to them constantly and now like, I feel like I kind of overdid it. So like, you know, I used to listen to them when I was on a walk and stuff. And now I, I try to, you know, not listen all the time and kind of listen to like nature or like whatever's around me at the moment mm-hmm. to give myself that, like, you know, become more present, but I love podcasts. And, um, my favorite one is Tim Ferriss. He's just yeah. like, he has all the hacks, all the tips. Okay. Yeah. I've actually heard, I've heard someone re- actually recommend that podcast to me. I haven't listened to it, but I've heard it's oh, very so educational and just full of, full of value. Yeah. And like stuff you would never even like think about. He always like tests, you know, he's all about like kind of like life hacking and health hacking and um, yeah, he's, he's great. Oh, that's so awesome. Okay. So we're going to have to listen to that one. What about your, if you have, do you have like a favorite influencer or favorite business owner or someone that you look up to? Yeah. So I, I think that the brand revolve is like such an amazing brand and like what they've done. And like, to me, like that's such an aspirational like goal of mine to do similar things, but like in the dog world, I I feel like we are similar as far as like our influencers and stuff. Like we haven't made any trips yet, but hopefully that's in the future. We can take all of our influencers on a big fun trip and like a Frenchie around the world trip. That's okay. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. But the, the founders of that, and um, I think her name's Raisa. She's also a big part of it, but 
I mean, that's like, those are huge role models of mine. That is, I mean, that's a great role model to have. I think Revolve definitely, uh, definitely kills it. So mm-hmm. before we ask you your last question, I just want to say thanks so much for coming on the show. Tell us where everyone can find Frenchie and your amazing brand and you. Just, just give us all the social handles of where we can find you. My brand's um, Instagram is Frenchie underscore Bulldog. And then um, Leo's is Frenchie Leo. And then mine is Bridget and Leo. And then the brand's um, website is Frenchie.com. So perfect. I'm so excited. And I mean, you guys, once you see all of her amazing harnesses and leashes, you're, you're going to honestly go out and adopt a dog just so you could buy these things. They're (laughs) so, so cute. (laughs) So for your last question, I want to ask you, what does influence mean to you? Influence means to me, um, just being a leader and being, I mean, yeah, just being a leader it's a, like a responsible role. You know, people are looking up to you and watching you. So being a leader, I would say. I love that. Well, Bridget, it's been so awesome having you on the show. We're going to have to get together for a play date with my massive. Oh my God, for sure. <laughs> yes, for sure. I love I, that. I love it. Well, thanks for going under the influence with us. Thank you.